Hi, my name's Ian Beaton. You're about to listen to everyday people from differing backgrounds, but with one thing in common, a story. A story of adversity, a story of inspiration, a story of laughter, sometimes a story of sadness, or simply a story to make you think. I believe everyone has a story. I also believe that story should be shared. Welcome to So What's Your Story? So welcome to another episode of So What's Your Story? Today's guest is Claire Morton. Claire is an award-winning high-performance coach, spiritual business coach, meditation teacher, and number one best-selling author. Claire helps successful CEOs and leaders reconnect with their joy, their confidence, and their balance uh, using her 20 years coaching experience. She's from Liverpool, and she also won Merseyside Woman of the Year and runs a program called the Purpose Pusher Project. Claire is also a master NLP practitioner, leadership development specialist, and a Reiki healer, healer, helping people shed depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, and lack of confidence. She helps people basically... Uh, go on their journey in life and realize their true potential, their true purpose and potential. She also supports charities, enjoys music, especially dance, um, (laughs) has two Huskies uh, called Nuka and Levi. She loves traveling the world. She's partial to a Prosecco, but then again, she is a Scouser (laughs) and she loves a chip butty. Welcome, Claire, to So What's Your Story? Hello and thank you, Ian, for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Good. Uh, yeah. You've got the description well there. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much well nailed. Chip butties. <laughs> yeah. To prosecco and, and and a chip butty. Hey, why not? And 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 Claire, we we spoke about this off air. I'm going to wish you a happy new year. This, this recording is taking place on the sixth of January, 2023, and I'm going to wish you a happy new year. So happy new year. Um, but we were just having a laugh, weren't we, offline? Like, when do, when do you stop saying Happy New Year to people? Because for me, I have this date in mind that it's the 10th. N- never after the 10th do I wish anybody Happy New Year. But you were saying sometimes it was the 15th, weren't you? Yeah, I think it's like mid, mid-Jan. It might even be to like for the whole of January. I'm going to have to like <laughs> analyse that one. <laughs> but you're right. But time feels like it goes so fast. I don't even realise what date it is sometimes, and I'm, I, I'm like, and even this week, what well, it's the sixth, isn't it? it? The new year seems like a bit, quite a bit of a distance away. To be fair, but if anyone wishes me happy new year, then I'm saying it back to them, and oh, it could be February. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, Claire, obviously, you know, from that bio, I mean. What what a what a what a place to be! I mean, you're you're a high performance coach. You help leaders, CEOs. You do your Reiki healing. Do I say that correctly? By the way, is it Reiki or Reiki? Yeah, Reiki, Reiki. It's energy healing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I incorporate that in my training and my my learnings and teachings. Um, and I like to educate people on energy, um, because we are all energy. And as as it's probably something that we'll go into. So when I do any um training or coaching with leaders, I really want to get them to that human element and into the, yeah. the emotional side of their their soul and personality because it's about being a good leader for me is about really understanding yourself your own strengths and weaknesses and really connecting with your people to be able to perform the best that they can and you can and the energy piece is is huge so in terms of reiki healing i did used to have people come to me and i would uh, perform the reiki sequence on them um, I don't really do that anymore because I don't have the time to do yeah. that. Um, but I do, if I ever get the space and people want to book in, I, I can. But I incorporate it into the coaching, so it's like part of a package or else talk about energy. So it's like it's like a holistic over, yes. overall sort of sort of you know process. That's so it. so let's so, so let's so let's think about where your story began then, Claire. And you can go wherever you want to with this. You know, you can start as far back as as as, as you want to but but what 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 sort of took you through your your earlier state earlier life maybe we can start there and then sort of took you into this journey to where you are today 
So born and bred in Liverpool, I am, uh-huh. and I grew up in Chilwall, um, and I now live in, in Nosley Village. But I, I had a really, I had a lovely childhood. My mum and dad uh, are both um, amazing people. Um, they're still with, with us today, and they're dead, really inspirational. They both work, they both work really hard. Um, my mum worked in George Henry Lee at the time, which is John Lewis, um, but it was the Liverpool store. And my dad was a builder. He had his own building company. Um, I went to a gorgeous school called St. Pascal Baylon in Chilwell Valley. And then I ended up going into St. Julie's in Walton and All Gales School. And yet my childhood was great. I was a very, very lively member of the class was how I was described. On my <laughs> As you can tell, I like talking. Um um, it's very live. It's very lively. The same as disruptive, Claire. I, well, I just wanted to have fun. <laughs> I, <wanted laughs> I got bored. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was. I, I wasn't naughty. I was probably more mischievous and away with a, the classroom wasn't for me in certain lessons okay. like okay. I don't think it is for every child the, the way the system is it, it's it's made for certain personality types and it, there needs to be a bit bit of variety and you know getting outside and doing stuff outside was for yeah. Them. yeah um so yeah I was a lively member of the class and I left school at 16 because I I didn't want to stay on and I ended up um becoming a travel agent which then really suited me because I was booking people's holidays and I was talking about the world and different places because the world oh, nice. travel always yeah. excited me and yeah. I I got to talk to people about nice things so you know where do you want to go on holiday who do you want to go with and you yeah. book them an, a nice thing and then yeah. and, um, you're, and you're giving and you're giving people something to look forward to themselves aren't you so, yeah. so you're sharing in their joy their journey really yeah so uh, you know and i didn't yeah. realize at the time i didn't realize until i was 26 what i actually wanted to to do or be but when i looked back with with my coach my first coach many years ago it was like what well, what what do I like doing what did I love doing as a child and what did I love doing growing up and it was always hanging around with people having fun mm-hmm. and serving people with you know with joy so the holiday thing I'm finding holidays for people and I'm booking them somewhere really exciting and you get to know them over that time because it was in the days where you actually went into a travel agent and booked yeah. the holiday <laughs> and didn't book anything online. <laughs> yeah and I, it was just it's madness isn't it and then I ended up working I left the travel agency and I ended up going to live in Jersey because I wanted to go and travel. So me and a friend okay. went to Jersey for uh, nine months and, and, and lived there, and that was great. I was only about 18 at the time, so it was just fun, work, drink, fun, work, drink, all of that. Came home, and I was like, what am I going to do? I don't know what to do with my life. I ended up going back into travel, into Lumpoly, and then they're, they're obviously now Tui, aren't they? So I was there for a while, got bored again, a friend said, do you want to go and work in Ibiza? So we did that. So that was at age 22. And then I came home from Ibiza and I was like, I really need to find, you know, I need to find a proper job. I need to do something properly and start earning proper money. So I, I went for a job in QVC, the shopping channel in Nosley, and it was for customer services. And again, it was in that place saving people so again it was people filling up for lost parcels or they wanted to send something back and I loved it I really really enjoyed it it was all over the phone and then I was there for two years I got to 25 and a job came up in the training department in in QVC and the company was a was a brilliant 
business to work for because they were American. They were really far ahead with the way, you know, with leadership, with training, with business yeah. culture. So I, I loved going to work and I, everyone, well, the majority of people that work there were friends. Um, it was just a great place to work and I, I loved it. So I was there for 15 years. And in that time I was there, it was going, I went from customer services into training, into, um, I stayed there then for to become an L&D consultant and then served um, the corporate area of the business with their leadership development, with their team development. And um, it was just a really great time. And again, when I look back, it was always about saving people. It was always about yeah. helping people realise what their potential is. And, you know, see you probably see it yourself when you are training someone or when you're coaching someone and then you see them have that light bulb moment and they get that oh and then they realize that piece of learning and you go oh yay they they lay they know they know they've learned something or they 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 found something inside themselves that gives them the confidence to move forward yeah, but it's only, it's only being who you are, Claire, and because of your life journey and the person you are, that you see that. You know, I, I've worked yeah. throughout my career with, with uh, L&D, which is le- uh, learning and development, for those listeners that aren't sure on that acronym. Um, I've l- worked with coaches and L&D people, and, and they've given me something that, that is really that light bulb moment. And I've looked at them, and they're like, there's nothing there. There's nothing coming back at me. So, you know, it's like, so you you are actually, you know, whether you want to be termed an empath, I don't know whether that's correctly true, but you are, you are certainly attuned with the people that, that are in front of you, that that you you are getting that that vibe that 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 energy that, that we're going to yes. talk about through 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 this uh, through this session uh, from them, and you love it. You know, so that's that's a gift you've got there, Claire. That's a real gift. And you talk about finding your purpose or, or helping people find their purpose. It sounds like this was part of your journey, realization yeah. that you were finding your purpose. Yeah. And even though yeah. you 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 weren't 18 and found your purpose. And I think that's important for the listeners as well, because I have listeners from, from all over the world and, and, and different ages you know, don't worry yourself. You know, if you're if you're 16, 17, 18 and you're being pressurized by a careers advisor or your parents or your friends, you know, what are you going to do with your life? Well, a lot of people don't know. Right. At that age. And you've got you've got you've got to sort of um, uh, discover it for yourself. Some people fall straight in yeah. and they choose their career and that's them done for life. Yeah. But a lot of people don't. So I, I, I'm very keen to uh, say to people, don't worry. You know, you, you know, and, and with the help of somebody like you, Claire, you can help people find their purpose. And sometimes I'm sure it's all ages that that, that, that suddenly have that ping. Oh, God, what have I been doing this for the last 10 years for? Because I don't really like it. It's not me. So um, thanks for yeah. sharing that. Claire. Anyway, sorry to interrupt, but I uh, just wanted to. No, that's fine. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It, again, going back to what you've just said, it was at the age of 26 that I then was like, Oh, this is it. This is this is my purpose. This is as an L and um, coach consultant, and and saving people, and then seeing them really understand themselves and get to know themselves and and know what they want from life. That just lights me up. And so that was twenty years ago. I'm, I'm, it's my birthday this month, actually. So it'll be twenty twenty one years ago, and I've done that ever since. So. I stayed at QVC until 2013, so I was there for 15 years, and I really wanted to excel again. I was like, oh, there's more, there's more, there's more, there's, I've got all these ideas, and it was like, no, no, Claire, we're not doing any of that, because um, we're a big corporate company, and there's the some of the ideas are great, but I don't think they'll, they're right in business. I, I need to try other things, so um I left QVC on really good terms and I'm still really good friends with a lot of people from QVC and I, and I really talk about it with fondness. I've got like a yeah. really good... Really, I grew up in QVC um, yeah. and then I left and I went to work in social housing as an L&D business partner to help with the transformation of the culture in social housing and that was um, first our group, part of Nosy Housing Trust. It's now Live Housing Group. So I was there for four years. And that went, that was like, it was like going from heaven into hell. 
and I say this again, I had a, <laughs> that was where I did my, I got so much learning. I, because I was thrown in at the deep end and the challenges right. that were coming with that and look, it was completely different culture. Obviously why new, new people have been brought in to be mm. able to help with the transformation and change because obviously they wanted it to be better for everybody. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of resistance because of past history with previous leaders and, and trainers and whatever. So I did a lot of learning in there. And I, again, I left there on really good terms, but it was a, after four years, I was like, this still doesn't feel like I'm, I'm living the, the true purpose I, I feel like there's something else outside so yeah. I, that's when I left and I started my own training business and again I left with no savings I had I, I had to give two months notice in which was great because I, I gave the notice in I was able to hand over and in the two months time I was like messaging people going ah I'm setting up my own business and I'm, I don't know I was, oh I've got no clients <laughs> um so I went I went to all the training providers that I'd brought in and worked with in the past and um, maybe co-facilitated and said is there any work that you've got for me that I could come in and do associate work so that's how I started off and so there was a lot of lovely training companies um that I joined as an associate just to do the work for them as their business for me to get some money in for them yeah. for me to start creating looking for my own clients so that took a while and I think you'll know it's it's really really hard to build your own business it's you've got to have a lot of resilience you've got to have a lot of of, of stamina and belief and there's been times over the years where I've gone why what have I done but I was like no there's something inside me saying Claire just 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 enjoy it carry on with what you're doing and keep on going keep on going I think I think it's I think it's a really important point you touch on there Claire you know See, people see business owners and business leaders and they just see the end result often. You know, they they see what they've got now and they're like, oh, yeah, wow. I mean, God, you know, look at them. Oh, I want to be that person. What they don't see is those early days when you're wondering how you're going to put food on the table, you know, in some cases, or, or yeah, as extreme as that, yeah. you know, you, you, and you've got to be everything. So you're the salesperson, you're the business, you're the finance department, you're the HR department, you're absolutely, you know, you're, 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 you're everything. Um, mm -hmm. And um, uh, you're client facing as well. And you, you've got to be everything. And people don't see this, you know, when, when new businesses start, it's hard graft, you know, do not be deluded. It is hard graft. And um, full credit to you, Claire, you're still here 20 years on. And um, I'm sure there's been ebbs and flows along the way. But, okay. um, you know, you've made it to a pivotal point now where, uh, you know, I, I know reading your biography and, and, and testimonials from clients and the type of clients you work with, you really are cooking on gas. So full credit to you. It's, it's brilliant. But um, I just wanted to make that point there that, you know, it's not plain sailing. Any business person knows this, and even established businesses get a kick every now and then, and it and it, and it, and it hurts, and, and you have to pull yourself together and say, "Okay, deep breath, let's go." You know, so um, <laughs> exactly pro 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 probably in your probably in your case, yeah, breathe. Yeah. Probably in your case, Claire, a glass of prosecco and a chip butty in between, <laughs> and a bit of dance music from your Ibiza days. <laughs> But, um, but um, yeah, no, yeah, I mean, obviously, you went from this early stage of developing your business and, and to getting to you to where you are today. And today, Claire, you have business leaders, CEOs, very sort of influential individuals who trust you, basically. They trust you with 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 your insights and your ex experience, and I wanted to to move in down this 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 path with you because. Why on earth, right? And I'm sure a lot of listeners are, ask, are asking themselves this: CEOs and business leaders doubt themselves. Why do they doubt themselves? So, what's your story? Is brought to you in partnership with Private White VC, a truly British brand established in 1853 from their factory, which overlooks the River Irwell in Manchester, has been handcrafting luxury garments which are coveted around the world. 
This great British luxury clothing brand is simply unrivaled. Every garment is handcrafted using materials selected to perform, which gives you style formed by function. If you'd like to take advantage of my partnership with Private White VC, then use the discount code found in my bio on Instagram and other social media platforms, including my website, and visit privatewhitevc.com. So again, business leaders and CEOs and directors, they're all just people like, like us and they still have problems. Um, and I, as a business owner, I've pivoted a lot of times, especially in the pandemic. Um, and I've changed that. I was, I've changed my ideal client a lot um, because I do like to work with the masses and I want to help anyone and everyone. And I've had to pull that in because I have to have boundaries because I am a people pleaser and I'm working on that. It's, it's doing good. Um, but yeah, I've, the, the reason why I had a lot of business owners coming to me with problems and they, they're all typically the same problems and they're all down to, <sighs> Business owners will and, and CEOs will spend money, time and energy on forming standard operating procedures. They'll spend money on systems. They'll spend money on sales and marketing. And they'll spend money on, you know, all of the things that get the business to run really well. But in the meantime, and, they, and they'll, they'll put all of their time and effort into that. But the thing is, they don't put anything into themselves. Now, I'm not saying that every every um, CEO and business owner does that, but a lot of the time, especially as we've just said, if you are um, uh, an entrepreneur and you're a smaller business, but you're doing really well, you are everything. So it's stripping everything back and talking to them about well, what brings them joy? Because usually, as a as a as an entrepreneur, you start off a business because you want freedom and you want the lifestyle that goes with it. And you might want to help quite a lot of people with your product or service, but then all of your energy goes into the business. And then there's no focus on yourself, your health, your yeah. family, your relationships, all that gets put on the back burner. And that is something that I did, but I didn't realize I was doing it because I'm also a yoga and meditation teacher as well. I've done that's that was something I did a good few years ago because it was at a point in my life 10 years ago when a lot of personal stuff was was going on and I had a lot of challenges. This was before just before I left to set up my own business and I didn't know what to do. I felt lost. I felt numb. I felt like I didn't have anyone to speak to because I was always the person people came to. Yeah. And I was like, I, I can't go to, to someone with my problems because that is seen as weak. And yeah. I'm the one that everyone comes to and I'm always okay. So because mm -hmm. I was depressed, I was like, I'm always that, like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then I went to a yoga class with a friend about, it's about 10 years ago now. And I just couldn't stop crying. And I was like, I'm not going to yoga anymore. I keep crying. <laughs> she said, that's because you don't cry and you suppress and you, you take on too much. And I was like, yeah, yeah you're so, it, that's right. So that's where I fell in love with yoga. And that's where I really started to do the deep work on myself. So even though I was, I'm an NLP practitioner and I talk about leadership and emotional intelligence, self-awareness. I was talking about it and preaching it, but I actually wasn't practicing it myself. Mm. So I've been on a, 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 a my own journey the last 10 years of really, really being clear on who I am and what I want and the pains of of self-doubt and, and, and no belief and lack of self-esteem and worrying about what everybody thinks about me rather than me just being me so it there was and then there was a lot of stuff that stemmed from childhood and you know just that whole thing about being the people pleaser and always wanting everyone to be okay and so when CEOs and uh, business owners come to me it's usually because they're worn out they're burnt out they want to give up the business they some of them have got a lot of debt because they're trying to keep up with the Joneses or they're trying to keep up with other businesses. So they've got the big house, they've got the big cars. Um, and then it's about, okay, 
let's strip that back because that's putting you into more debt. So getting into the root cause of why do we do we feel the need to have these possessions or these these status items to prove to the world that that's what success actually is. So that's re- that's really interesting, Claire, because I was talking to a young entrepreneur recently, um, and he he we were just he was just coming to me for some ideas and. I don't know yeah. whether I'd be as brash as to say it was coaching or mentoring uh, because I'm not a coach and I'm not a mentor, but we were just bouncing some ideas. And I said to him, what do you want? He said, I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm 21. And I said, okay, what, why do you want to be a millionaire by the time you're 21? And he said, because I want a Ferrari. And I said, okay, why do you want a Ferrari? What else do you want? And he said, um, I want a big house. And what was what I was establishing was these were all materialistic things. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, and I'm sure you go down this journey with your clients, mm-hmm. when you get that Ferrari, what is it going to do? Because, because, because there'll probably be the, re- the reality of, well, I've got the car, I can show off now, I can, you know, get the chicks to come and, you know, be with me in my nice car and everything else, and I can rev rev, rev it outside and, and do have, you know, just just have fun with it. But then, it's just an it's just a materialistic item, isn't it? And and mm-hmm. after a while, it's like, hmm, is that it? And I know I know business leaders who have done exactly what you're referring to. They've chased the materialistic things, they've got them, and then they're like, shit, that didn't make me happy. So then they chase something else that they think is going to make them happy, and that didn't make them happy. And it's really finding, you know, stripping back. And, of course, when you've kept up with the Joneses and you're living in the right area and you've got the right car and you're sending your kids to the right places and you, you if you've got kids or you're wearing the right designer clothes etc 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 you then put yourself on this pedestal that it's very difficult to say do you know what I, I, I'm, I'm this is all debt um and, and i own nothing um so i need to just be realistic that that, that i've got to come out of that and then are you going to lose your friends or you, this, yeah. you know, are they real friends or are they just exactly. hangers on? you know so um it's really I'm, I'm really glad you, you're touching on this because a lot of again, my audience is very varied, and some successful people will say, "Well, no, actually, and you're wrong because uh, I, I worked hard and I don't care about all of that, and I'm just happy with with my lot." Well, great, you know, but you're not everybody, yeah. are you? And, and what we're talking about here is those people who chase and get to this this goal, and 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 then they're unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's where I'm that's where I'm picking up here, Claire. That your clients yeah. are coming to you when they've got to that that point where. You know, and, and also the earlier point you made being what I call single threaded, which is focused on the business, 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 business. Well, there's more to life than just a business, isn't there? You know, and I think yeah. it was Tony Robbins. Who, I think it, I, yeah, and I think it was Tony Robbins who said, you know, you, you should draw a circle and divide it into six. And there should always be sort of six minimum aspects in your life. So there should be your relationships, your your, your family, your, your, your yeah. yourself. Uh, your your job, you know, so your, your spirituality. Uh, I can't remember the, the exact six, but right, yeah, should be, yeah. you know, you, you shouldn't be single threaded. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. So, um, uh, uh, brilliant point you're making there, Claire, and, 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 I, I, and I, I can totally relate to a lot of these these leaders coming to you. Which, <laughs> you know, we're probably as an outsider looking at them, going, "Wow, what a woman, yeah. what a guy! They've got it all, and they're actually." really unhappy yeah yeah and and that's what why I changed my description on LinkedIn because it was the, what are they coming to me with it's self-doubt they're doubting themselves they're unhappy uh, they feel lost and there's this painful pressure so there's a lot of pressure on them that's that's making them sick so I do I've just started another business with uh, with my business partner who just phoned me before before we started Jules Kelly and we've got a new company now called we are uh, space and freedom um because we're always talking to clients about where you're creating space in your life and and where is the freedom and we do it on a holistic way in a holistic way where we 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 coach them and we help them as a person first and then we go into the business yeah 
and we use a tool called a tool called human design i don't know whether you've ever heard of it but it's an amazing tool um that you literally it's it's like it, it, it can be seen as spiritual um but basically it's a it's a it's like a personality profile, but much more in depth. And it's all about where the planets were aligned and where the neutrinos were at the time that your soul came to Earth. So you, wow. you literally just put your date of birth, the city you were born, the time you were born into the system and you come up with your profile. And my human design profile, I'm a generator and that makes so much sense to me. But you could be a generator, but reading your chart would be completely different to mine because of the different... Yeah. Um, energy centers and, and there's lots of depth to it so I discovered that and I wasn't born in Liverpool was I Claire so it's going to be different <laughs> no exactly <laughs> um, exactly but so, yeah, so, yeah, so on the human design piece it's again it, it's helped me understand so I use human design as well as Myers-Briggs personality profile and with my clients so that they can really understand themselves and they can start to make choices that are in alignment with what what their soul or what their um, purpose is because a lot yeah. of us do things that we don't that, that don't light us up and we feel like we've been conditioned to work hard now one of my things from my childhood was I saw my mum and dad working really hard to bring the money in and we were we were pretty comfortable we were not loaded but my mum and dad worked hard to yeah. make sure that me and my sister were well looked after. Um, yeah. And we were not spoiled either. So we asked for something, it'd be like, no, you, why, you're not having that. No, you've got to do stuff for that. So we, they were, my mum and dad were really good at helping us see the value of money and things. Um, yeah. So I now that I understand my human design and as a generator, generators have energy all of the time. It never goes away. I'm like a Joris mm. But before that, I used to think there was something wrong with me because people go, "Why you're always doing something?" And I'm going, oh. "That's why yoga helps me pull myself <laughs> in and slows me down." Do you still cry when you do yoga, Claire? I do. I do every now and again, but it's usually tears <laughs> of gratitude or just you know when yeah. I'm with the dogs and I just look at them and I go, "Oh," and my heart yeah. so open, so. The yoga, the meditation, that just gets you out the head and into the body, into the heart. And that's sure. that is what I, I want to do with my clients is we're not heads on legs. We're just always in the brain. We're always thinking. And it's about coming out the brain and into the body and getting yeah. into feeling into how things are. So when we we get to that place with clients and we really get them into their body and back into who they are really as a person not what society's told them to be then and and you know we were talking before about you know materialistic things it is lovely to have a nice car nice house i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that um, right. but if we go after chasing that but n don't enjoy the journey along the way what's the point yeah yeah i agree I enjoy the journey do things today what light you up that'll get you to your goal so that you're not bitter at the end of the journey just to get mm. the ferrari or to get the the, the goal and i was the same it was like i want to do you know 20k months and a while and then it's like well why because when i've done the inner work i go why why but yeah because it gives me freedom and choice and it allows me to help other people but really we don't need a lot the more we have, the more it it, it, it seems to, to mess people up. But um, again, success means different things to different people. Different people. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so what, what's the difference then, Claire? You know, picking up on something here, which is which is which I just wanted to 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 explore with you. <clears throat> um, again, when we see a lot of leaders, business leaders, CEOs, high flying people, entrepreneurs, we often see confidence, okay? And I think we all know or understand what confidence is. But you, you mentioned something earlier, self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And they're two different things, aren't they? Mm -hmm. um, what is the can, can you summarise and, and just help me and the listeners understand, what's the difference between confidence and self-esteem? For me, I mean, confidence is 
I think some people can see confidence as, oh, they're too confident and oh, they're overconfident. And I'm like, okay, well, that isn't confidence because confidence to me is about someone feeling trusting themselves and feeling sure in themselves to go about and do something what it is they were meant to be so whether that's a task whether that's a, a role um it's about trusting yourself believing in yourself and doing the thing and the, the more that you do that thing the more the confidence will grow yeah. um when People, I think people put confidence and arrogance into the same yeah, they do. thing, don't yeah, they? Do. And I'm yeah, like, when do. you actually look at the definitions, confidence is about trusting yourself and having faith in yourself to deliver on something. And arrogance is is completely different. Um, yeah. And it's having that that thinking that you know everything, but you don't, you don't, and you don't listen to anyone. Um, and the self esteem piece is that is that deep rooted self-worth self-value piece and again it's about really understanding you as a person not what everybody else thinks but how you can really go inside and, and really understand what you like what you want and how you want to show up in the world and making sure that you you have that confidence to to try new things so that you can move forward because you're not born with confidence. I don't think anyone's born with confidence, but certain people just have that, that braver, like something in them, courage in them to try things more so than others. And my 12 year old daughter, she's not very confident at the minute. She was when she was, smaller in primary school but she's just moved over to secondary school and her confidence has really dipped because she's meeting a lot more people the classrooms Mm. are bigger the lessons Mm. are there's a lot of teachers to get to know so she came home and she just said to me about two months ago mama I just don't feel good going to school so I sat down with her and I was like okay how do you feel and she said, I've got this pain in my stomach and it makes me feel sick. And I was like, okay, that sounds like a little bit of nervousness or a little bit of anxiety about a situation, but that's okay. That just means that you're going through some type of change. So what can we do to, to help? She said, well, the teachers asked me to stand up in class to talk and present. She used to be fine with that in primary school. She was always the one that spoke. She said, and I don't want to do it. I said, well, you don't have to do it to so tell the teacher, but... The only way you're going to feel confident is if you put yourself in that situation and you do it and the confidence will grow from you putting yourselves in those situations. I said, it doesn't just, it doesn't just come. I said, you've got to push yourself a little bit out there, out of your comfort zone. And that's where you're learning and your confidence will take place. So she, she did, she went in, she did it. She's spoke a couple of more times in front of the class and her confidence is coming in Mm. school. Mm. And I think in certain arenas, we're confident in certain things, aren't we? Because we know stuff or we were good at stuff. Then there's other stuff that we're not so good at. So for me, confidence can be built for anyone in any arena. Self-trust, self-acceptance trying new things that brings confidence and it also then internally will bring that self-esteem yeah it's interesting Claire thank you for that and interesting about your daughter as well because again you know we've all been in these scenarios where we talk about confidence and and and, you know uh, an extrovert versus an introvert to a degree as well and and you know I, I grew up here I grew up with a great bunch of mates and you know there was always someone who was who was the you know Oh, you go first. You go. You, you do it. You do it. Go on. You go first. And but but there was always someone that would step up and go. I'll do it. You know. And it was like that was the guy or the girl that was the confident one. And then you know they'd say, "Go on, then you do it now." And and like you say, similar example to your daughter's story. You'd be like, "I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it." And then you do it, and it's like, "Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't so bad, was it?" You know. And then you go again. You know, and um, uh, I know a lot of people when they talk about public speaking, for example, it's a big, yeah. oh, my God, you know, I've got to speak in front of people. Oh, my God, I just can't. And then they do it and it's not so bad. And 
maybe they've had some coaching and some somebody who can walk them through and help them rehearse with them and just you know practice with them and build their confidence um so yeah that's interesting and and, and again yeah they are two very different things arrogance i agree with you it's it's not a good trait um confidence nothing wrong with that mm. um and and self-esteem really important for people to realize the difference of the two of confidence and self-esteem two very different things mm. although some underpinned traits are similar self-esteem mm. is very very different you can have a confident person with low self-esteem mm. you know so um claire you have a program called the purpose pusher mm-hmm. project mm-hmm. i love the title by the way i love it <laughs> I love it, and I'm like, where can I sign up for this? But um, talk talk us through that. What's 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 the purpose pusher project? That was that was a that came out of COVID. So when we obviously that we went into lockdown, and um, everything disappeared. So all of the work that I had in for the year, like most places. Businesses closed down. Everyone was in lockdown. So I was like, yeah. oh, my God, I've got nothing. My work has disappeared. Yeah. But that was a good thing for me because I was too busy running around, should not practicing what I preached and telling people that they should slow down and breathe and take time off. <laughs> I wasn't doing it. Um, so that was another wake-up call. Um, so, yes, I, I ended up getting COVID in the September. I had a little bit of a break. I stayed like I had a really nice time with the kids while they were off school um, and I just really got together to grips with life again and just really enjoying being present with the family and stuff so um, September came the kids went back to school and as soon as they went back to school they came back and then me and Mark my husband got Covid and um, I was in I was in bed for a couple of days and I, I was getting loads of messages and I'd started a program for men Hence why the, the Purpose Pusher Project was born, because it sounds a bit more masculine. And I was at the time just, I decided, you know what, I'm going to work with guys because I had a lot of guys coming to me and said yeah. that they felt like they could speak to me without judgment. And they what they were telling me, they couldn't tell their best friends in case their friends laughed at them because it was a man thing. God. Or they couldn't tell their wife or because there was a lot of deep-rooted stuff there and they just felt like they could trust me. So I thought, you know what, I think I'll just work with guys. So I ended up designing a, a six-week coaching program called the Purpose Pusher Project from bed for those two days. Um, and then I advertised it. I just sent it, you know, within my circle um, to about 15 guys and I ended up getting six on the course and I thought right this is a beta course let's test it out and we did that in the November six weeks by the end of the six weeks the 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 guys were were really good they'd all formed a bond I I was shattered I was so tired and it was because I think I I was holding space for them every week online and I don't really like zoom either I'd rather be in person um And there was no women or feminine energy in that group. Yeah. And I was holding the space for them all. So at the end of the six mm. weeks, I was absolutely, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I need therapy. And they were great, <laughs> um, which was brilliant. So from that, um, I decided, and I had a couple of uh, – women clients who were working in corporate saying why are you just working with men what about what about us women we 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 need you so I ended up creating a a a Facebook group then for men and women and uh, running like uh, meditation programs and teaching people how to meditate because we were still we'd back on back in lockdown and people had time and people were stressed and were worried so I just opened that out to whoever wanted to come on this course let's do this four-week meditation course and um that's so that's where the purpose pusher came from doing men's coaching but I then changed it morphed into the website into my Instagram handle and that's what people know me as so I'm known in Liverpool as the purpose pusher and and I love it um but it's about all about helping people to find the purpose I like it that's in a, a gentle way. That's interesting, and you know, you know something that you said right at the right at the head of the, of that journey into into the purpose pusher project. 
the world changed and you're a business owner you're a business owner and the world changed and this this is something we touched on earlier claire it was a pivotal point because it could you know had you not have been agile and 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 entrepreneurial in your thoughts of what do i do now you know um and uh i know unfortunately a lot of businesses collapsed during yeah. the, the, the 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 pandemic in hospitality and business in yeah. lots of areas right some did really well uh, but others others suffered but as a testament it was, to you, Claire, it was bloody hard yeah and, it, and was it's hard. it was hard for you yeah well it's you know it's it's interesting because at the time i was working in the tech space and, and a lot of companies realized they were lagging in 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 their tech um uh uh, sort of um, capabilities so so as I say some sectors did well um, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of personal friends and a lot of business associates um, you know suffered and and yeah. full testament to you Claire that, that you didn't pull the duvet over your, your your head so to speak and I know you, at the time you were suffering with COVID as well which is awful but you were you were you were bright enough to say okay what have I got in my toolbox mm-hmm. That I, that I can do something else. And, and that's brilliant. And, that, and that's a, an, another important lesson for anybody listening to this that's, that's in a business world or even if you're in education or something else and things change. Life changes, right? Mm-hmm. We can't predict it. We don't know what's around the corner. We can reflect on what's gone by and learn. We can plan for the future. Mm-hmm. We, sh- we should plan for the future and make our goals. But there's an unpredictability all the time, uncertainty. It can be in business, in relationships, in, in parenting, everything. You know, you didn't know your daughter was going to come home and say, yeah. Mom, you know, uh, because she was very confident in, 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 her, in her younger years. And then at 12, she comes home and says, Mom, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really suffering with my confidence. You didn't know that. You, you wouldn't have seen that coming. So we, 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 it's important to try and live in the now uh, as and when we can, but also to be mindful that if changes come at you, don't let it destroy you. And just 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 move through it, and that's that's easy to say. And I've had my own challenges in, yeah. in my life, and I've had to overcome them. Um, but um, great story there, there, Claire. Thank you so much for for sharing that. So, as we come towards the end of this session, and it's been brilliant, by the way. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you know, I know that you you know you've got a, a side of you which is which is fun and joyful, and you help charities and you enjoy music, especially dance. That probably comes from your days in Ibiza, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, dance music. Do you do you love it? <laughs> Getting down with a bit of house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a banging house in the background. Yeah, so t- tell tell us. Claire, have you got something which you can recall, whether from your personal life or or in in business, that that's just going to make me laugh or, or make the listeners laugh? A funny story to to leave us on a, on a note of a funny story. I don't want to put you on the spot, oh, and, and, you know. Oh, there was there was a time when well, it was something to do with my shoe. <laughs> I was going. I was. I was. Oh, I think was I in. I was going somewhere, and it was like a proper corporate training. And I, it was down in London because I, I did used to do a lot of training in um, down south. And I'd, I'd driven, no, I got the train down and I took my suitcase and I had the laptop and everything had gone down. Took my outfits for those couple of days. And it was that, it was like a good few years ago. So it's like when you wore suits and like your corporate gear to go to work. And it was like, it was like a, a, a quite a high profile company. And I turned up, and when I got there, I had realised that I'd forgotten one shoe. I only had, like, one shoe or the trainers that had come down in the night before. And I didn't pack a hairbrush. Oh, I mean, that's lethal for a Scouse woman, hey? I mean, that is like, that's unheard of. Claire, how did that happen? Oh, it was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And this was at the time when I didn't practice meditation on a daily basis like I do now because I'm a lot more laid back and I'm a lot so more... So you were stressed I, I, out, I, Eric. So you were stressed out, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and especially now after COVID, a lot more people have gone a bit, a bit more relaxed with, with the way they dress. And yeah. so I had to go to the... I had to go out, put the trainers on. The training was starting at half nine. So I went to find, I think it was a top shop at the time, buy a pair of shoes. 
shoes. <laughs> and then I had to run into Boots and buy a hairbrush. So I literally <laughs> got to the business at the skin of my teeth. And I was thinking, I'm just going to have to go with me, with me, with me suit on, with me trainers on. But in London, some people do that. But then yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's quite chic. It's quite chic in London, Claire. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was probably uh, that was when I, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, where's my shoe? And I was throwing it <laughs> on the case. I was like, there's one shoe. Why have I got one shoe? And so you, oh, I see. So you so you'd packed your shoes, but only one of them. Just one shoe. <laughs> and I travelled down the night before in my trainers, so it was like, oh, where's the shoe? Um, oh. So I, and to this day, I don't know what happened to that shoe. I never ever found it. Really. <laughs> The rogue shoe, the rogue shoe, the shoe that got away. Shoe I mean, away. So, so, but but just so we know, you 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 got into the auditorium or wherever you were going for this function, and nobody knew, right? I was cool as a cucumber, but inside oh, I was like, no. oh my god, yeah, what the yeah. hell? Because yeah. I am quite scatty. I am quite yeah. scatty inside, but. It's that whole thing about the yeah, swan. You, 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 yeah, you're the swan. You're the swan. And for anybody who's never heard this description, I, I've been referenced as this many times in my life. You're like a swan, Ian. So you're this this lovely gliding thing that goes across the water nice and calm. And what you can't see is underneath the the, the feet, the, the um, uh, feet of the swan are just, you know, like going yeah. like crazy yeah that's us inside our heads and our, and our, our emotions racing away so um claire brilliant thank you so much for sharing that story okay claire look it's been amazing um how can people find claire morton and your business and, mm-hmm. and you know how can they reach out to you and and possibly um work with you what's mm-hmm. the best way to get hold of you yeah so my new business with um jules kelly is space and freedom so it's spaceandfreedom.com and everything that we do is on there and then i'm still also doing my own stuff called the purpose push and so the website for that is the hyphen sorry the purpose hyphen pusher.com um and also on facebook claire morton on instagram um as we are space and freedom and the purpose pusher and on linkedin so I'm pretty much pretty much everywhere. But if you type in Claire Morton M O R T O N, um, it'll come up with either the Purpose Pusher or Space and Freedom. Yeah, and it's Claire C L A I R E. R E. Yeah. Yeah. Full, Just the full shebang. Yeah, because there's so many versions of Claire. Yeah. Isn't I mean, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I'm Ian, and it's I A N. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> Although I do occasionally get people say, "Is it spelt the Scottish way?" And I'm like, no. Is that Scottish? Am I Scottish? Why, why would it be Scottish? <laughs> um, okay, so um, Claire, it's been brilliant. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Thank, <laughs> you. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. All right, you take care now. All the best. Okay, namaste. Thank you. I think you'll agree that was quite a story. Join me again for next week's episode of Ian Beaton's So What's Your Story? If you enjoyed this episode, it meant something to you, or maybe you think a friend or a loved one might like to listen to it too, go ahead and share it with them. Remember, if you have a story you'd like to share, or perhaps you know someone who does, I invite you to join me on my podcast. I can be contacted by email, web, or social. Thank you. You've just listened to So What's Your Story?